From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Uh, show of hands, uh, when the last trick-or-treater went home, how many of you started putting up the Christmas tree? I sure as hell didn't. Uh, hell yes, Mr. Rob Roop, thank you very much. Me, Mike, this is Mike Davidson Lives, my podcast. Thanks for downloading, thanks for hanging out. Uh, as I chatted up the next half hour or so, as I do each and every uh, week, twice a week. Thank you again for hanging out. A couple of big sports stories here as I start recording. R.I.P. to the late, great Robert Montgomery Knight. Uh, passed away this evening at the age of 83. Legendary college basketball coach. Won three titles with Indiana University. 76, 81, 87. 76 was uh, the, the undefeated team. Yeah, went the entire season without losing a single game. 81, that was the one uh, team with Isaiah Thomas on it. Then the, the Keith Smart shot that uh, cinched it up for them in 87. I, I, they did go to the Final Four again in 92. I think Duke ended up winning that one. Uh, but, you know, very legendary, successful coach, very controversial coach. Got in trouble uh, quite a few times with things he said, things he did. The Neil Reed choking incident, and then, of course, uh, getting into a confrontation with a student, which led to his departure from IU. Um, and for the longest time, he would not go back, but recently he did for a reunion, and uh, a lot of fans loved it. Unfortunately, they got to see that again. So, And, yes, we all remember the chair, too. Uh, <laughs> the infamous chair incident where uh, he got really pissed at a ref. Who hasn't been pissed at a ref, really? Um, uh, love or hate the guy, uh, just very few coaches had the impact that this dude had on the game. And, again, uh, a lot of Hoosier fans... Mourning that, but uh, I saw something last week that said he was in declining health, and I've been reading here and there that uh, uh, he may have had the onset of dementia in recent years. That's why he cut back on a lot of public appearances. But again, uh, the Hoosier states, yes, even Purdue fans, uh, paying the respects to one Bob Knight, death at the age of 83. And congratulations to uh, this year's World Series champs, Texas Rangers, beating the Arizona Diamondbacks in five games. Uh, it was a mostly close game heading into the ninth. Um, it was 0-0, uh, and uh, the Rangers were held to you know no hits for the longest time. But then they you know they were up one nothing, and then ninth they just exploded. And, uh, yeah, the Diamondbacks did not have a prayer after that uh, deluge of runs. Uh, by the way, I, I saw this. Somebody uh, earlier last month, as uh, the World Series was about to start, laid down a pretty good bet and uh, won handily, according to Darren Roval on uh, Twitter. Uh, Cedar Sports, somebody placed a $200 bet that the Texas Rangers would win the World Series Dude's got eighty thousand uh, dollars, you know, before Uncle Sam gets his cut. So it was, uh, it was a good World Series if you were a Rangers fan or if you were uh, placing bets like that uh, on the betting apps. All right, Halloween here in uh, Northeast Indiana was cold, and there was even a little bit of snow, and it mostly went okay. My wife was tired; she stayed home. Um, uh, she didn't even hand out candy; she just put. We, we just put it out on a table and trays and uh, said, hey, take two apiece. 
And wouldn't you believe it, we live in a neighborhood where kids actually honored that. Very cool, very cool indeed. Uh, but it was it was kind of like a G-rated Agatha Christie book for me. Nobody died, nobody got murdered, but one by one, my kids went home early. Uh, this was Logan's first Halloween. He was in his firefighter outfit. He was in the stroller. Didn't uh, didn't care for it much. Uh, that was when he started out, but then when he saw he got candy and stuff, he was all right with it. But after about half a dozen houses, he was starting to freeze. So we just went around the corner back to home, and uh, he went with his mom. And then like uh, me and the girls out in their jackets and coats, went to one house after we dropped Logan off. Hazel wanted me to carry her. I said no, and she goes, Daddy, take me home. Lana's getting frustrated at this point. So I was like, all right. So after that, after we uh, took Hazy home, uh, Lana and I went about uh, two-thirds of the neighborhood before she tapped out. And it was cold. It was windy. Um, she got her share for sure, and we got home. And it was instinctively good on her part because about 10 minutes after we got in through the door, we had like a little micro whiteout, like a little bit of snow flurry that just came down hard. And all the trick-or-treaters disappeared. Nothing stuck on the ground. I think it's just because it was too warm. But, yeah, snow... St <laughs> yeah, we can brave a little cold, little wind. But snow, F that. We're all going back inside and getting ready for Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever. But, uh, overall, pretty decent Halloween. And uh, looking forward to it next year. Hopefully, Logan, uh, more in the spirit of stuff. All right. Uh, Thanksgiving, three weeks from now. Looking forward to that as well. I have no idea what our menu is going to look like. I just know that uh, Lana said that because my parents are coming up and it's going to be cold, she thinks it's going to be cold, so we'll see what happens Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to need a lot of macaroni and cheese, and I'm not refuting that at all. Daylight saving time this weekend. Be sure to set your uh, clocks back, your fall back, and, of course, while you're doing it, before, during, and after, bitch a whole lot about it because it's hard work. Yeah, I, I will say this. There's just really no point in doing it other than to depress you more about winter. Like, I was on my way home this evening. I looked at the clock, and it was, like, almost 7, and it was pretty dark out. And I'm like, next week it's going to be 6. No thanks. Um, so, jumping into recent events, uh, you know, Matthew Perry did it at, you know, pretty young age. Uh, 52, I think? 54? Like, I'm... You know, he was a big-time star on Friends. You know, when the show went off the air, he was still in his early 30s. Like, that still dumbfounds me. Like, I kept thinking that these guys were a lot older, like they were in their 40s when the show went off the air. I think Lisa Kudrow maybe, because uh, she was uh, the, the the eldest of the cast. But, yeah, Matthew Perry, like, the show went off in his early 30s, and he was still dealing with a lot of things off and on. And it looks like, you know, when you drown in a hot tub, I mean, it's you you kind of you kind of have a suspicion as to what may have led to that. It's unfortunate. The guy had family and friends that uh, desperately cared about him, and Kevin Brennan is not one of those people. And you're probably saying to yourself, "Well, who the hell is Kevin Brennan?" Good question, because I had to look up this dude. Apparently, he's a comedian slash comedy writer. Uh, who wrote for Saturday Night Live, according to a lot of articles. He went on Twitter X as soon as um, Matthew Perry died, and he says that he does love it when a junkie dies. And he was making all sorts of heinous jokes about this guy. And 
you know, everybody was going on and you were know, spawning, you know, your D-bag, you know, your jerk. And, of course, he's loving the negative attention he's getting. But the, but, but the media kept hyping the fact that this dude was a former writer for Saturday Night Live. And apparently he only wrote for Saturday Night Live for one season. And he was gone. And, you know, I was like, well, geez. Uh, he's, he's, when you're on Saturday Night Live for even just a little bit, you can parlay that into some success, right? Right? So I went on to IMDb uh, to look up the resume of one Kevin Brennan. And he's written some other things. Like uh, when Norm MacDonald had that sports show that got canceled on Comedy Central, I guess he wrote like nine or ten episodes of that. Like he wrote, was on the writer's staff. And there were a few other shows. But the last thing Kevin Brennan was a writer for and I forget the name of the show he was writing for, 2011, according to IMDb, this alleged comedy writer hasn't written anything, really, in 12 years for television or movies. 12 years, and he's being hyped as a comedy writer. No, he's just he's just an over-the-hill hack uh, who has to say these things. And by the way, if you're... I mean, I have poked fun out of Matthew Perry in the past, you know, with that old Keanu Reeves uh, kerfuffle with his uh, book earlier in the year. Um, and I have made fun out of people for being drunk or high doing stupid shit. But the, the thing is, is, you know, somebody dying of that is not cool. It's, it's not a joke. And I'm, I'm wondering, who are these people that are laughing at somebody dying of something like that? Because, you know, you... If you if you don't know personally, somebody you know has lost somebody to alcoholism or drug addiction or uh, whatever. So, you know, here's Kevin Brennan, uh, who probably the only people in his life that understands him are his cats, Hitler and Stalin. I'm sure that's what they're called. Uh, poking fun out of this dude, Matthew Perry, for dying the way he did. And, you know, it's not so much that you or me know Matthew Perry or we worship Matthew Perry because we see him as a flawed actor, flawed performer. But, again, it's just you know people that have been in that situation. It's just not funny. You know, even Mel Brooks, the guy behind Blazing Saddles, he made fun of Hitler all the time in his movies. He made fun of Nazis all the time in, in his movies. But one thing I've seen in his interviews is, like, his line was trying to make light of the Holocaust. He could never do jokes about concentration camps. You know, so, you know, a comedian that says there's no limits uh, is just basically an anarchist and is very dishonest with him or herself. And uh, Kevin Brennan will probably continue to be unemployed. But okay, let's jump into what's wrong with Disney this week and other studios. Uh, Disney is buying out Comcast's share of Hulu, apparently. That was announced earlier today, uh, which means Disney will own Hulu outright. And it you know, begs to uh, two questions here. How much of a debt load has Disney taken on? Well, actually, three. How much of a debt load is Disney taking on because of this? Two, what's going to go away in terms of branding, Hulu or Disney Plus? Because you have to assume that, okay, if you have two streaming platforms, they're going to merge into one, right? Three, does this mean Apple Plus or Apple is going to buy them and one day merge everything into Apple Plus? It's a lot. 
Um, it, it does make sense for there to be an outright owner of Hulu, but in this day and age, with so many so much streaming and you know all these studios and everybody losing money on streaming, what is going to become of Hulu? What is going to become of Disney Plus? And ultimately, what's going to become of Disney? Because there are some troubling things about Disney. One thing I didn't get a chance to talk about last podcast because. Last podcast was very Halloween-centered, and I made that a point to be Halloween-centered, uh, was the fact that uh, apparently Snow White and the seven Berkeley professors had to be reshot extensively, extensively because of all the all the hilarious feedback uh, previous pictures have gotten. It will be Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And I'm looking at some of the stills, and they this live-action Snow White is going to have CGI dwarves. CGI. Uh, which got me wondering if uh, Peter Dinklage himself is a CGI creation. Do dwarves actually exist? I, you know, I'm being facetious here, but this all started with Peter Dinklage bitching about how this is unfortunate that they're making a live version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves because, you know, you're typecasting dwarves. So they decided to make it more diverse. Uh, diverse and there was only going to be one dwarf among seven diverse characters that were all dressed like, you know, hippies. And people laughed it out of the uh, park here. They, they were just like, what the hell is this? This is not Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And now they have gone to reshooting everything with voice actors and CGI dwarves. So basically, six or seven dwarves, six or seven small people who could have done this role in this live-action movie and done it well, maybe as well as Peter Dinklage as actors, uh, they were robbed of the chance to do something on screen. You know, in honor of inclusivity. Inclu being inclusive is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, it, it's come full circle. So we've gone from perhaps live, actually live casting for a live action movie, Seven Dwarves, CGI. Unbelievable. And of course, Peter Dinklage gets to sleep in his big old house. All right. Uh, also troubling for um, Disney is the state of Marvel right now. Variety, I, and I've got this, if it's not already, uh, it will be linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Uh, and it's a pretty comprehensive uh, look at what Marvel has become last, um, basically since Endgame, with some notable exceptions. I mean, they did note that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 did very well at the box office this past year. Fun movie. But James Gunn is gone now. Um, outside of Spider-Man, everything else is just looking like a turd. Disney Plus shows, there's just too many of them. Shows are getting scrapped. Movies are getting scrapped. It looks like the Marvel's underperforming uh, Blade, which they were going to uh, redo, and they already had the you know the lead cast and everything. They were going to make Blade a secondary, a f not even a secondary, not even a tertiary character. He was going to be the fourth most important character in the movie, and it was going to be a feminist movie. And they've had to rescrap, uh, scrap that script. Like it's just been like, okay, we're going, we have a vampire slayer, we have a guy that can go out and kill vampires with a sword, with all sorts of cool things. You know, you're introducing this character for the first time into the Marvel Universe, and you're deciding to make it into Buffy Light. They've already done Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And you're telling Blade to go, adios, 
So that project looks like it's in trouble. And Wesley Snipes' legacy as the character remains intact. And they're even talking about bringing back Scarlett Johansson, Robert Downey Jr., and basically the original Avengers because things are so bad. They're talking about scrapping Kang, uh, Jonathan Major's villain, and making way for Doctor Doom now because of all the because Ant-Man Quantumania didn't do all that well. And of course, Jonathan Major's baggage and whatnot it's just a mess and you know as much as i loved endgame and as much as i love the avengers bringing them back personally it seems like a short-term fix that may not fix anything at all what they need to do is stop making so much marvel stuff slow down and wait for the important characters to break through yeah do another spider-man introduce the fantastic four introduce the x-men and find a way to make the Avengers appealing. Um, you know, be creative. And don't go for woke. Don't go for uh, pander. Panderverse stuff, as uh, South, Park, South Park would say. Make the characters as close to the comic book reality as possible. Without burdening everybody with their uh, past in the comic books. You're, you're basically giving a boilerplate version of this character... You gotta, you gotta appease fans and moviegoers alike. I know that's a tough, uh, tough path, but uh, when the Marvels, which opens up next weekend, is projected to be a bomb already, you know there's problems. If you're having to do tons of reshoots, you know there's problems. But that's what's going on with Disney. What's going on with HBO Max? Well, uh, apparently, they're letting more of their properties, their Warner Brother properties, go to other streamers for a little bit. Now, they still will have access to these shows. But the DCEU, those movies, Man of Steel, uh, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, not the Snyder Cut, um, those movies will hit Netflix December 1st. So there will be a, a bigger exposure to these movies. I guess, you know, kind of salvage some things here, right? And it makes me wonder what the future of... Uh, max is going to be because yeah again you have studios trying to get into the streaming game and they don't know how to make money and they don't know how to get exposure for their properties netflix has been at it for a bit so it's a no-brainer you know there's a ton of people with a netflix account not everybody but there's more people that subscribe to netflix than max or apple tv or amazon prime <laughs> you know i maybe studios need to stop streaming their own content because the only thing that gets shown is their content. And I'm sorry to say, uh, television viewers, movie viewers, they don't have brand loyalty. They don't have studio lo loyalty when it comes to content. They just want to watch a damn good story. That's That might be a reason why they're losing so much money. Speaking of stories, uh, a couple of books to discuss Nobody is reading Jada Pinkett Smith's Truth, uh, whatever the hell her book is called. Uh, it's failing to crack the top ten in a lot of bestseller, uh, a lot of bestseller lists, and uh, the you know the sales fall after the first week and whatnot. I think because people are tired of hearing about her and seeing interviews with her promoting this book. I think they're tired of Will Smith. I mean, if Will wants to pop up in a movie, that's fine. But we're tired of hearing about the saga of their fake marriage. 
we know it's a fake marriage. When when uh, the Today Show is promoting an actress to speak her truth, her truth, there's no such thing as her truth. There's your version of the story, but there's the truth. The truth. She's not telling the truth. She's telling her version. Nobody's interested. Moving on. But everybody's interested in Britney Spears' story, apparently. Uh, her book, Woman and Me, uh, over a million copies sold. Uh, it's doing gangbusters uh, because Britney Spears, once upon a time, did provide content for people. Uh, they, she didn't star in a shitty uh, Tales from the Crypt movie. She, well, she she starred in a shitty movie called Crossroads. But she made albums that were big sellers. She was one of the biggest pop stars on the planet. And unfortunately, she had a meltdown and she was in conservatorship. And now she's out being herself. And this book's out and she's got her fans and people are interested in her for whatever reason. But a million copies sold. I don't know. Um, my wife wants to read the book. I, yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm reading a book right now about the making of The Godfather and um, I'm content with that. Uh, Britney Spears, like, she's had a rough go. And I understand that completely. Uh, I understand that she had the meltdown. And public, being the public eye, being famous, all the stresses got to her. But I also know that she still needs help and she's not getting it. I don't think she would have gotten it through her father. But I think somebody needs to kind of guide her through some things so she's not, you know making more knife videos on TikTok. Little dicey doing that stuff. Oh, uh, Taylor Swift fan, uh, the New York governor. You know how I, I gave him uh, kudos for calling out the school districts uh, in New Jersey, some of them that were canceling Halloween last podcast. It's a rare thing that I agree with a liberal politician on anything. Well, here we go. I'm going to criticize him on this. Apparently, he has charged the taxpayers of New Jersey $12,000, well, he used $12,000 of their money for uh, events at the New York MetLife Stadium, going to football games, going to concerts, checking out Taylor Swift a few years back, I think in 2019, yeah, uh, for beverages, for food, for tickets and all that fun stuff, $12,000, uh, and he was asking the DNC to reimburse the state, the Democrat National Convention. Hey, could you guys help me out? I spent other people's money. So he asked other people who spend other people's money to bail him out. That's a nice little shell game they got there. I, I can't believe uh, that a governor, Republican or Democrat from New Jersey, uh, in trouble with spending other people's money. It's like that state is known for corruption or something. Who knew? Okay, so Clay Travis um, from Outkick. He's a sports writer. He also, uh, I guess, with Buck Sexton, you know, they do the uh, uh, the afternoon conservative national show on radio that's uh, taking the place of Rush Limbaugh. Um, he has uh, put up a bet uh, with the Las Vegas Aces, the WNBA champions. Uh, did you know that they won back-to-back -back championships? Yeah, me neither. Uh, but he he made the uh, he made a bet with them. He's willing to put up a million dollars if they themselves are uh, willing to put up a million dollars that a male high school team, a boys high school basketball team, could beat the defending nas uh, national champions in the WNBA, the Las Vegas Aces. 
No word yet as to uh, that would happen. I'm thinking very unlikely uh, because they don't want to pay him any heed. But, you know, I, I don't know what the result will be. I'm intrigued, though. I would watch this. I would pay money to watch this. I would pay money to see the best high school basketball team, male, take on the best uh, women's pro team, champion, head-to-head. -head. Who would win this uh, this matchup? Now, uh, little little note, uh, the U.S. women's team, the U.S. Olympic women's team lost to a bunch of uh, 14, 15-year-old males not too long ago. Could that repeat? Or would um, would Clay Travis be put in his place and the Las Vegas Aces put him in his place? I don't know. But let's be brave. Let's see if we can get this game to go, shall we? Hey, uh, speaking of Las Vegas, uh, the Raiders suck. Uh, they fired Josh McDaniels after uh, their woeful performance Monday night against the Lions. A, uh, a day later, they were like, um, what are they now, 3-5? and five? And they just haven't been all that great. I mean, you know, he basically hasn't improved the Raiders. Uh, he blew off the Colts, and he ruined the Broncos. I don't think this guy should ever, 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 ever be a head coach ever again in the NFL because he's just terrible. But what's amazing is uh, I, I was reading this article. I guess because of that, uh, the Raiders not only have to pay him, but his uh, John Gruden, who they fired. They're paying two former head coaches right now not to coach. Shows you how badly a lot of NFL teams can be run. All right, uh, a couple things here. Uh, Cal UC, USC, they had a football game this past Saturday. Protesters camped out at uh, midfield, uh, not for what's going on with Israel and Hamas. More on that here in just a few moments. Uh, they are protesting the fact that uh, their favorite feminist professor, who's been suspended for a couple of years, is still suspended. Apparently, she's uh, been accused of stalking an ex-boyfriend and uh, graffitiing and vandalizing all sorts of his property. And uh, she took it uh, not quite to Glenn Close in a Fatal Attractions type of level, but damn near close. So they're protesting the fact that she, upset about a relationship and acted very immaturely, is being punished this is why there will never be a He Too movement. I don't know the, the character of her ex-boyfriend, but I can tell you one thing. Uh, I wouldn't want to date her. Of course, my wife had, might have some objections to that as well. Uh, okay, so let's jump into uh, a little bit of this uh, Israel thing. Uh, because uh, the couple of private universities, have Harvard and Cornell, they're... And I'm sure this is a, a little more widespread at other university campuses because it's just a cauldron of grievances um, but Jewish students have been harassed needlessly because of the conflict between Israel and Hamas uh, in Harvard I saw a viral video of a Jewish student being uh, accosted basically by a bunch of pro-Palestinian protesters surrounding this person as they walked as if this person is Netanyahu right uh, they're you know surrounding him and they're just Helping him, this this person, with insults, being very disrespectful, and then you have uh, people at Cornell uh, group chats messages uh, about uh, the Cornell uh, Jewish eating hall, making threats against some of the students there, saying that they would kill people, and of course there's being some investigations. Can I say something? Because I am a free speech guy. I am. 
I believe, you know, the First Amendment works, you know, you know, the freedom of speech, religion, the right to assemble. But that ends as soon as you start making death threats, and it ends as soon as you start accosting people. These students that are doing this on campus, on Ivy League schools too, Cornell and Harvard, you know, the these are supposed to be the uh, intellectual elite. These are the ones that are supposed to be our betters. Students doing this need to be expelled. And they don't need to go to any other school, as far as I'm concerned. Seriously, this is getting out of hand. Uh, and I know they're private institutions, but I mean, not that I know any Ivy League donors, but this should give you pause as to donating to these schools. And if there are schools right now that are publicly funded that uh, have students doing this to other students, making death threats, you know, physically accosting them, you know, intimidating them they need to be booted then you need you need to start looking into defunding some of these universities because it just this isn't random there's just some really weird shit going on in colleges i don't know how else to describe it all right couple things here as i as i move on from that uh, pretty pretty in uh, serious Opinion and it's one that I do hold. I don't believe in intimidating and all that other stuff. But uh, dinosaurs uh, killed off 65 million years ago. You know that big old honking asteroid that hit the Yucatan, and of course there was you know volcanoes going off, earthquakes, aftershocks, uh, seismic shocks, tidal waves, uh, you know, whatever I'm repeating now. Uh, they say that a 15-year nuclear winter pretty much killed off three fourths of all life on this planet uh you know it blackened the sky temperatures plunged plants died man you know small little mammals died dinosaurs obviously died and it made it very hard to go trick-or-treating there was just it was very cold very cold yeah so uh, keep that in mind next time you have to go out anywhere at least you know <laughs> at least it's not a meteor killing you and finally doordash um is telling non-tippers to hey you're going to have to wait a little longer. Uh, I guess uh, they've got a, a pop-up thing now, and they're testing this out, saying if you don't tip your driver, you don't tip the person that's bringing you food, uh, you're going to have to wait a little. You you could wait a little longer for that food. So this is basically extortion. You're going to give me money before I bring you your food. I don't know how DoorDash works because usually I just walk to the fridge and there's something to eat, or if I'm out and about, I go out and get it. Um, you know, maybe I'll order pizza every now and again, but I, I actually get on the phone and talk to the guy at the Pizza King to do that, you know, because, you know, that's, uh, that's how I roll. Um, but I mean, you know, that's, that is, I don't know how I feel about that because, you know, on the one hand, yeah, somebody's bringing you food and you should tip them if they bring you your food. But if you don't tip, bef like if you tip before the food gets there, it's almost like, it's almost like they expect it. You know, all I'm saying is tip or no tip. If the guy already knows he's getting a tip, he's probably going to, you know, eat some of your food. Maybe even pee in your Pepsi. With that all said and done, I'm done. Until next time, stay fresh, you. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash MDavidsonLives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at DavidsonLives.